Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Exodus 14. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would be pleased to work with you to do our small help that we can do, that you allow us to do in your great plan. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Exodus 14. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the Israelites, so that they turn and encamp before Pi-Hahiroth, between Migdol and the sea, before Baal-Zaphon, which is opposite it. You will camp by the sea. And Pharaoh will say of the Israelites, They are wandering around in the land. The desert has closed in on them. And I will harden the heart of Pharaoh, and he will chase after them. And I will be glorified through Pharaoh, and through all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am Yahweh. And they did so. And it was told to the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh was changed, and that of his servants toward the people. And they said, What is this we have done, that we have released Israel from serving us? And he harnessed his chariot and took with him his people. And he took six hundred select chariots and all the chariots of Egypt, and officers over all of them. And Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he chased after the Israelites. Now the Israelites were going out boldly, and the Egyptians chased after them, and they overtook them, encamped at the sea. All the horses of the chariots of Pharaoh, and his charioteers, and his army, at Pihahiroth before Baal-Zephon. And Pharaoh approached, and the Israelites lifted their eyes, and there were the Egyptians traveling after them. And they were very afraid, and the Israelites cried out to Yahweh. And they said to Moses, Because there are no graves in Egypt, is that why you have taken us to die in the desert? What is this you have done to us by bringing us out from Egypt? Isn't this the word we spoke to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone so that we can serve Egypt, because serving Egypt is better for us than our dying in the desert? And Moses said to the people, You must not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh, which he will accomplish for you today, because the Egyptians whom you see today you will never see again. Yahweh will fight for you, and you must be quiet. And Yahweh said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Speak to the Israelites, so that they set out. And you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, so that the Israelites can go in the middle of the sea on the dry land. And as for me, look, I am about to harden the heart of the Egyptians, so that they come after them, and I will display my glory through Pharaoh, and through all of his army, through his chariots, and through his charioteers. And the Egyptians will know that I am Yahweh, when I display my glory through Pharaoh, through his chariots, and through his charioteers. And the angel of God, who was going before the camp of Israel, set out and went behind them. And the column of cloud set out ahead of them, and it stood still behind them, so that it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. And it was a dark cloud, but it gave light to the night, so that neither approached the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and Yahweh moved the sea with a strong east wind all night, And he made the sea become dry ground, and the waters were divided. 
and the Israelites entered the middle of the sea on the dry land. The waters were a wall for them on their right and on their left. And the Egyptians gave chase and entered after them all the horses of Pharaoh, his chariots and his charioteers, into the middle of the sea. And during the morning watch, Yahweh looked down to the Egyptian camp from in the column of fire and cloud, and he threw the Egyptian camp into a panic. And he removed the wheels of their chariots so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, We must flee away from Israel because Yahweh is fighting for them against Egypt. And Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea and let the waters return over the Egyptians, over the chariots, and over their charioteers. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned at daybreak to its normal level. And the Egyptians were fleeing because of it. And Yahweh swept the Egyptians into the middle of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the charioteers, all the army of Pharaoh coming after them into the sea. Not even one survived among them. But the Israelites walked on the dry land in the middle of the sea. The waters were a wall for them on their right and on their left. And Yahweh saved Israel on that day from the hand of Egypt. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore of the sea. And Israel saw the great hand that Yahweh displayed against Egypt. And the people feared Yahweh. And they believed in Yahweh and in Moses, his servant. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 13, the Israelites left Egypt after the last plague, the death of the firstborn. Or was it the last plague? God led the people toward the desert instead of leading them directly into the promised land. In this chapter, God tells Moses to have the Israelites camp by the sea. God tells Moses that in this way, he will cause Pharaoh to chase after the Israelites, and God will get one final victory on the Egyptians, and then the Egyptians will know that he is Yahweh. So just as God said, Pharaoh was unhappy that he let the Israelites go, so he took all of his chariots to chase after them. 600 chariots doesn't sound like a lot compared to 600,000 Israelite men of fighting age, but that was just the number of his select chariots and he had many other lesser chariots. A chariot, then, was like a tank today. One tank can fight a lot of foot soldiers. A tank is faster than a foot soldier, and it has better armor. Egypt was a world power, and they had an industry that could build chariots. I doubt that many of the Israelites even had swords, because the Egyptians probably didn't want their slaves fighting them. So, the chariots quickly caught up with the Israelites, And since God had them camped by the sea, they were trapped between the Egyptian chariots and the sea. So the Israelites became very frightened, and they were angry with Moses for bringing them there to die. But Moses said they should wait for Yahweh to fight for them. So God told Moses to stretch his staff over the sea to divide it, that the Israelites could cross over. God said he would harden Pharaoh's heart to follow after the Israelites, so he could destroy them. So that night, God blocked the Egyptians with the pillar of cloud and fire. And then God sent a strong wind to blow the sea back to make dry ground for the Israelites to cross over. So the Israelites crossed over on the dry ground with the water on either side of them. Then the Egyptians chased after the Israelites on this path through the sea in their chariots. But God caused their chariots to have trouble, so they were not able to move quickly, and the Egyptians panicked. 
Then Yahweh told Moses to stretch his hand over the sea, and he did, and the sea came flooding back in and drowned all of Egypt's chariots and horses and charioteers. Needless to say, the Israelites feared Yahweh when they saw that. And now for a deeper dive. You could call this a final plague or a final sign for the Egyptians. So perhaps if you include the initial sign of the staff turned to a snake, this would make 12 signs that God used to get the Israelites out of Egypt. This destruction of the army of Egypt served several purposes. For one, it meant that Egypt wouldn't be chasing after the Israelites again since they didn't have an army anymore. To Egypt, it was like they had a war and lost. Their country was a mess, their army was destroyed, and they had been plundered of many gold and silver items when the Israelites left. And they had been fighting a war, not a war with the Israelites, a war with God. So it is no surprise that they lost that war. But yet, God chose to use Moses. Isn't it interesting that God told Moses to stretch out his staff over the sea to part it? It wasn't like Moses stretching out his staff did anything. So God told Moses to do that little thing, and then God sent the wind to do the actual work of parting the water. And actually, we see that in all the plagues. God told Moses to stretch out his staff, or throw soot in the air, or dust, to cause each of the plagues. But Moses' gestures really didn't do anything in themselves. It makes me think of a small child helping their dad do some sort of a repair. The dad will say, here... Help me pound in this nail, and the child will tap on the nail a few times to barely get the nail started, and then the dad will do the real work to finish pounding in the nail. But you know, I think God is doing the same thing today. When you look at the book of Acts, God over and over uses humans to do the preaching. Even though God could do it much better himself, yet he uses us. But we should never think that our work of tapping on that nail is the power. It is God who drives in the nails. It is God who saves. We are just God's little helper. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.